0: Was that a bed? A morning 10? Am I sins know out the window back in the coal mine? The slippery floor and the rock. I better do what I'm here for. Up to twenty six. I'm always soon out of bed. But now the red's on my chest. I've disinterred the reason why. Now I've got no good away. The water around me should stay so that I know why. Roll will be tough. I need to concentrate on what I'm to make. I've decided my way. And roll will be tough. I need to concentrate on what I'm to make. Music will be my.
1: hello and welcome thank you (laughs) welcome to the musician's journey podcast and today i am speaking to Guillaume duquette spanish singer and artist and composer guitarist actor and more things
2: um well yeah i guess personal assistant bakery seller Uh, Video editor. Dorman now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of things. And I'm excited to have you here now because you happen to just spend a lot of time in Spain now and then. So now I had to make sure I got to record this with you. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. Well, um just somebody that likes to create stuff sometimes it's by means of the sonical or audio media sometimes it's more pictorial or image related or video but yeah i like to create and stuff and i like to take part in in other people's creations as like an actor or a musician or whatever
1: yeah yeah I really like the videos you're making. Mm -hmm. You make your own music videos.
2: Most of the times, yes. Most of the
1: time. And your own songs. Yeah. That you uh, perform yourself Mm -hmm. and produce yourself.
2: Uh, Sometimes I produce myself, but it's very... That's something recent in my life. And like like a very recent skill and it's not complete like i have some basic knowledge some ground knowledge that allows me to to set up some some fundamentals upon which other people can continue to work like people that actually know about production so i kind of set it up because i set it up in order for them to understand what is it that i'm looking for and then they do like the more technical and but also creative work. I don't know if I can call myself a producer. That th- I think that's a big word. Like, you need to know a lot to be a producer.
1: Yeah. Do you want to make music for a living?
2: Yes, but not in whichever way, I think. And I think that's one that's been a, a struggle for me to come to that con- conclusion um like i've I've tried many different different registers and I've worked as a musical theater actor and I've worked with children and I've realized that for me not everything does work, and not everything feels fulfilling, not just because it's music, like life has so many areas and small corners to dive in that that um, i'm okay with spending my time and and in some other areas different than music but when i do music i i i'm a
0: a bit picky
2: i'm not picky i just wanna do what i wanna do
1: You have to make compromises. You feel between doing what you want to do and doing what makes money.
0: Yes,
2: of course. I haven't gotten to the point where where there is like um, those two sides have come to terms. Mm. No, no, no. I haven't. I'm, I'm not that lucky yet. I'm not that. No, I'm not that person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Volcanoes will then erupt to the nature you
3: were after Will it endure the time
2: course like I'm lucky enough so that sometimes I've managed to for short periods of time some months or so to have music or acting as my as my main source of income but that's a limited period of time and then I so far I've had to go back to other things
0: yeah
2: so maybe it's it's not worth it to be so picky I don't know maybe I should be a bit more flexible on on the things I do and, and learn to enjoy being an actor for kids, or a, you know, maybe <laughs> I will. <laughs> on
3: my love,
0: Axe my love, I I've
1: Do you have a clear idea of uh, what you want to achieve? Hmm. Right now,
2: today, <laughs> I have some clarity. But it's a clarity that has to do with my next project. Like, that's it. It doesn't go any further than that. There I have clarity. But one week ago, I was completely lost.
1: Hmm. Do you have some kind of... Um, philosophy that uh, you can always come back to, like when you f- are in doubt about something or uh, confused or uh, wondering what to spend your time on, is there is there something you can, yeah, come back to that can give you direction?
2: I, I try to find peace in thinking that this feeling lost has happened before, and The moment I I least expected it, the motivation or the Creativity or the will or the wish to do to create has come back So whenever I'm confused lost or I just feel like I lost it I try to think okay, it's okay. Maybe you just need to rest. Maybe you just need to experience other phases of life but um I try to convince myself of this, but it's not easy. I usually panic,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this this time has been has been quite hardcore actually.
1: This time, you mean yeah, it's been. This I've, I've had a crisis
2: like uh. these last months, I've been in complete crisis. Like I thought I had lost it forever.
0: Lost like what? I had
2: nothing. Like I felt like I had nothing more to tell. Because. Like the last months I've been releasing a lot of stuff that I had been created in the in the last years and that had been just in my computer and shared, and I felt stuck there, and I just wanted to share it so that I could be able to to move forward and move on so after I shared it, I felt like, okay, maybe I have nothing more to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the case this time also I, th- I try to think I think about these two things It's okay. It might come back as it's happened other times That's one of the things and then I think also well If it's over, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Like why do you have to be a musician your whole life? like why do you have to force yourself to be that? Why do you have to identify yourself that much with that only thing? As if there weren't other many things in life. It's a thought. I do my best to to deeply believe in it, but it doesn't work most of the time. I'm I, I think I'm deeply identified with music. Like it's a part, it's such a, big part of my identity. The the identity that I have created for myself. Like, yes, I'm Yem and I'm a musician. You know?
1: Yes, absolutely. I feel it whenever I feel out of shape with mm. my cello. I feel I'm losing myself. And I haven't so far taken it as a possibility to uh, explore what it means to be less attached to this identity, maybe, and to uh, uh, explore more of the things that Buddhists write about. That you know, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't cling to anything. That my identity is just an illusion. Musician is is a word, but I, um, I have a very strong magnetism to this identity, and I just happily go with it, and I feel good when I feel in shape on my instrument, which is a sort of a, a handicap or a dependence, almost. Totally, it's yeah. very dependent. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> tricky and dangerous. I actually, yeah, I resort to this Buddhist philosophy, to, but I don't, I don't achieve it, I don't get to... Do it in the right way. I don't. I know there's there's not a right way, and but well, I don't achieve it. And and I actually, whenever that happens, whenever I go through these periods of time, I become very very self destructive in my life. I don't know. I fill that void with other things that are are a bit self destructive. And then when I finally go back to creativity, in which in whichever way, it's like I'm. I just find peace again and I realize that it's a very inherent part of me and I'm I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get rid of it, ever.
1: (laughs) You don't have to get rid of it. (laughs) No,
2: I know. (laughs) Mm Talking about the singing voice?
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. I think that's also quite a quite recent process. Like it's only it's been only like a couple of years that I've been to a certain extent aware of my voice. How did I how did I find it? I think I found it when I allowed myself to play and not to try to sound like anybody else and understand that there's not a methodical way of singing. Of course. I mean there is your own method that you learn through the years because you get to know how your voice works and how your body works. So you need to you, you become aware of it and then you take care of it. And you have your own method and some Aspects are shared with all those voices and and of course I've been to singing lessons And they've been very useful and I've learned a lot about my voice but then after that I Think the best thing that I've been able that I've done. It's just play go crazy with it play also record myself and listen to myself Mm. so that I can come to terms with how I sound
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes.
2: That's important.
1: Has that been challenging?
2: In the beginning, yes. I remember in the beginning it was very, very challenging.
1: Yeah.
2: And sometimes I, I would record myself and I would hate what I how it sounded like and it was depressing and it was <laughs> like, What is this me?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't have a future in this industry.
2: <laughs> yes, it's challenging. Yeah. Right?
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, for a long time I just avoided recording myself playing, but I've come to accept the use in it. So I'm just embracing that now. And so when I'm recording myself, I'm. It's more fun now for some reason. Maybe I feel no pressure to do so. Maybe when there is no pressure to improve like I don't take cello lessons anymore I'm not studying anymore I'm not even uh, uh, yeah now nothing is happening no concerts are happening so then I found uh, more uh, room for uh, giving myself a kick mm-hmm. in the or something more room to take my own initiatives mm-hmm. when they don't seem to come from other places but it's, uh, it's tough. Actually, now that you mentioned it, it's been a while Yeah, since I recorded myself. I need to get back into that. Mm. It's very useful.
2: It is.
1: Mm.
2: I also, when you were saying this now, I was thinking that in order, in my case, in order to be able to record myself and go through this process of coming to terms with it, with how I sounded... I also needed to be in a moment and a space where I felt comfortable in a moment In my life. I mean like I had some peace of mind. I have some kind of stability like I was not It was not at one during one of these moving back to Spain and the moving back to Sweden times of my life like I was spending some months in Sweden, so Then I could devote myself or spend some time or save some time for, okay, now I'm gonna familiarize with myself and just like become friends with me me and my voice and yeah. First thing, unfortunately, sadness. Yes. Yeah. And I've been trying to change that. And (laughs) I always come back. It doesn't have to be dramatic sadness, but like nostalgia or, you know, the things you miss in life, the things that you have lost, the things you haven't even had. You know that kind of nostalgia, that inspires me.
1: Oh, yeah. That made me think of uh, your song "Gracias."
2: Ah, "Gracias a la vida."
1: "Gracias a la vida." It means like "thank you for life" or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah? to life, but that's not mine. It's a very well song in in well known well known song in Latin America okay. and in Spain also.
1: Because it's such a uh, to me a clash of uh, music and uh, title you know thank thank you life or something yeah. sounds uh, kind of nice it is uh, and then the song is just some of the saddest i've ever heard
2: i think my the the version that i did is is sad <laughs> and my mom also told me that that it's, it shouldn't be sad because the way the the original the the, the woman who wrote it Violeta Parra, who was a Chilean songwriter and composer. He does, she doesn't sing it like that. But also, she committed suicide. I don't know if it was some years or some months after she wrote that song. So it's a... I've always... Whenever I've heard that song or I've listened to that song, for me, it was a bittersweet Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Is I think for me, what she meant when she wrote this song is that I'm very thankful for life, but I just can can deal with it.
1: And this is the space that inspires you.
2: Is one of them. (laughs) It's, It's one of them. I think I'm a very cheerful person in my day in my daily life. But that inspires me. But also, sex inspires me a lot. And lately, I'm yeah, I'm trying to focus a bit more on that.
1: Your videos yeah. are very erotic. Yes. And you're, uh, the pictures you're, you're sharing in social media and stuff, very erotic.
2: <laughs> yeah. My parents always complain about that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they feel embarrassing. They're like, why do you have to share those things? Why do you have to do... Music about that.
1: Oh, why do, you have to, why do you have to share your ass that much? <laughs> right. You have a very good ass. I Thank mean, why you. not? Why not share <laughs> an ass like that?
2: So yeah, I think sadness and sex are the things that inspires that that inspired me the most. I've tried sometimes. I've encouraged myself to write about not politics. Politics, but you, you know, like a more political line of the discourse, or
0: mm. just doesn't, just doesn't. I don't. No. It doesn't work for me. You know? No.
2: Like I think when you sing or when you write about those things, when you sing about those things. I mean about this social issues or like political things stuff. It's so easy to become propagandistic, pamphletarian, and just, like, you incarnate the character, somebody that only does good. You know? Like, you're the example. You're the messiah, in a way. For me, the most interesting thing, always, is I just want to know your story. And from, from your story, I will learn a lot. I will identify with some things. I won't with other... I will understand... And by doing that, I will also understand a lot of things about me. But I don't want you to tell me, you should be doing this, they're doing it wrong, or whatever. Just tell me about your own life. Yeah. That's, for me, that's what's, what's, what's interesting. Gracias por la
3: Este extraño día de inmensa sed Me guardo toda mi hambre para las tres Que el tiempo no te aflija Yo sé que te fuiste de Bilbo pensando que ya no verías llover Lo siento si quieres te cuento que haré a las tres Ay 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 ay, la de hombres que visitan este café. Si alguno me pregunta, estoy reservé Tengo luego una cita en Moreno su nombre es Secreto y viene que coge un tren.
1: Ah, can you say something about what happens when you're uh, in front of a camera? Because, uh, I mean, me as a cellist, I am the same, like, with or without cello, and... uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, you have more of a so kind of artist persona. It feels like to me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you feel different when you are producing a music or a video? Do you step into a, a character somehow?
2: Mm, I don't think it's a character. Sometimes depends on it. Depend like depending on the event, depending on the on the genre of music that I'm performing. I force myself to be a bit more showman-like because I've understood that that makes it easier to reach some audience. Mm. And I enjoy doing that. And But I don't think I'm creating a persona. It's just part of me. Yeah. But I think the most natural performer that I can be is with singing with closed eyes and just like... Becoming like a bowl, like an inward bowl, you know, and I'm singing for myself, but I'm singing for you Mm. That's I think that's the most natural thing that I can do Sometimes I've I've wondered and I've talked to people about whether it was okay or not to sing with closed eyes You know, Mm. is this good? Is this convenient?
1: (laughs) Is my singing convenient? Yeah. Yeah I, I always love when artists close their eyes, because then I feel that they are listening, mm. and that makes me want to listen too. Mm. When I was studying, there was a cellist in my college, I really loved when he would perform, because he would close his eyes, he would be in his own world, he didn't show off anything, he was just playing his instrument, and then I got kind of sucked into that very powerful and uh, a year or two later I think someone had been talking to him about this and he was opening his eyes he was opening up and being more of the professional cellist you would maybe picture and it was oh it was sad there was some some magic that was gone for me
0: yeah I think we like
2: the Eyes-opening thing usually happens when you're you have been told that that's the way to do it or that that's the way to connect with the audience Like it very seldom happens because it's your natural way of feeling what's happening there Like it's I think it's more related to an external input and also it has to do with this and I I I I'm, I'm I don't want to be criticizing I'm, I'm not at all I hate I don't want to be a purist or anything but it's true that music in some scenarios and some context has to do both with the sounding part but also with the visual part and I'm okay with that I mean I do my videos and I love doing that and I but I think this eyes opening thing has also to do with that with turning it into a both visual and sounding phenomenon. Otherwise, you don't need your eyes. Hmm. Neither the listener nor the performer.
1: Hmm. You had chocolate, you said? Yeah, Uh, you want some? I would love some chocolate. All right. Ooh, maybe you can reveal to me the value of Instagram stories because I'm still oblivious to that I, I'm, I don't uh, look at people's stories because I don't like the way one just goes into the next mm-hmm. just like that and then I feel not in control
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so I just tend to not don't look at these things but it lo- it seems pretty popular I mean, what's the thing about it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Mm. I just, I guess
2: it's part of the of this mm. game.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: That it feels like we are obliged to play.
1: Yeah. This is so tasty. Like
3: yeah. I feel like I want to
1: dig into you somehow but I don't know how to get there I just um, I think about people who maybe um, um,
0: yeah like your um,
1: music and your videos uh, find you attractive and then I find this podcast episode and uh, they think like yes finally I'm gonna um, listen to this man just like talking about his um, vision and desire and all the things
3: My new roses the just about gotta stay alone gotta trip to get a and hope oh for someone
0: to redeem me from my steady
1: structure your days do you have daily routines
2: i wake up i usually wake up super early like between five and seven in the morning and i go pee and i wash my face and i make some coffee
1: how do you take your coffee
2: with um oat milk oh that's recent
1: that's so trendy
2: no, it's just, uh, I think the regular <laughs> milk gives me stomachache. Mm. Uh, sometimes I listen to the news, like to the news podcast from Spain. If I don't have to work, I will, I, I, I like to go work out early in the morning because it's, then it's like, it's the moment where I'm more focused and not tired at all, like I have my energy because I'm trying also to work out without the phone. Either either I leave it at my place or I leave it in the locker, in the dressing room. I don't want to carry it with me because otherwise I cannot really focus on, on the training. Mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> doing a set of repetitions and then I'm like, okay, what happened? Okay, <laughs> time for another, you know? And I really, I feel so happy. It's such a difference when I'm not. Like when my phone is not that present in my life, mm. it makes such a difference. It's amazing. Also, I, either I go to the gym or early in the morning I sit down and write because also again that's when I'm more focused when I have the energy.
1: You write music or yeah, I write or? music
2: or the lyrics or try to understand what is it that I'm that I feel like talking about, mm. and in that specific moment. I haven't done this in a while, but I used to warm up my voice also in the morning just to make sure that it's warm for the rest of the day in case anything happens, in case I feel like singing
0: mm.
2: <laughs> and also because yeah, it's a, it's like the, um, the singers work out yeah. I can really, really, really feel when I when I don't warm up for weeks or months, like my voice just
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: How do you find your warm-up exercises? Did you get them from a teacher or have you put them together from like you find things that you like?
2: Some of them I got from from some teachers. Some of them from internet. Also like I think there are, for me there are two kinds of warm-ups. There's one that is only to unleash unleash unleash
1: unleash my voice yeah Yeah. because you
2: know when you wake up in the morning it's like completely restricted and it's just to relieve it and make it free again and then there's a more um there's another warm-up that has to do with working out some some specific technique that's going to help me get rid of some mistakes that i still do or that's going to help me gain some new skills Mm. Increase my range, feel more comfortable, sing with sing more freely, without that much tension, without hurting myself. So there are these two kinds of warm-ups I would say.
1: Mm. Do you make a plan for a day or a week or something of uh, what you want to do? I try to, but
0: not really. Oh.
1: It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> no. I sometimes think about uh, your song, The Rug, Uh these days, because um, there are so many things I want to do at the same time. (laughs) So then I just think, focus, focus. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That comes to me in my mind. Yeah. Where did that song come from? What kind of place?
2: I think this is a bit of a speculation because I don't remember properly exactly. (laughs) But I think it was the first time that I left Sweden because I was tired of it. And I spent some months in Spain with my dad and I realized that I had to come back to Sweden because I had absolutely anything to do in Spain. There was no work for me and I was gonna... I was gonna move back to the red house. Yeah. I was gonna live in this basement, like under the stairs in the basement. And it's like a steep stairs. And I've always like... when whenever I would go up or, or down, I would be very careful. I didn't want to sl- sleep down and just fall or whatever. And there were many rugs in, in that room, like hanging on the wall even. So... It was I think the idea was like, okay, you're gonna go back to this place. You're gonna go back to Sweden If you're gonna do that you better focus and Do what you have what you want to do there. So that's it. Oh, also because it was like Do this because before you sleep on the rock and die
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was the idea
1: Yeah, you went back to the um, haunted
0: uh, basement. Um, Yeah, I did.
1: I don't think I could ever live in a haunted basement. Or a haunted house. <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy.
2: It's been scary sometimes. I think I've told you about the, the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm surprised that in the end, I also came to terms with it. With the ghost? With the
3: ghost,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: And I was okay. I realized that it was not a harmful one. Really, it's, I'm surprised to say this because I'm so like sensitive with these things. Always, always. Like like some months ago in when i was in spain i i was living with a friend and we decided to watch a horror series i was like um I, I i was avoiding it for for some time until i just gave up and i was like okay yes i really want actually because I've, I've i've always had a an awful time but i've always wanted to see more you know i'm very masochistic <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, I want to do this. <laughs> Fuck. I was, like, terrified for two weeks or so.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> so I'm very surprised that I came to terms with with the ghost.
1: Yeah, the ghost that you uh, were in the basement you slept in.
2: Well, he was all over the house. Oh, right. Sometimes yeah. he went down to the basement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Could uh, the ghost be an inspiration, too? For some music?
2: Yeah, it's been... There's a song that talks about the ghost.
1: Ah, huh? which song is that?
2: Upcoming one. I think you've <gasps> mm-hmm. heard it actually. I think I showed you
1: in the in the Red House in the studio. I remember at uh, the spring here in Stockholm that you had come from Spain the lilacs were blooming and then you started talking about lilac wine Mm. and you um, made me aware of the existence of Jeff Buckley and the only studio album he got to record. Has he been an inspiration to you?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he
2: was. I think his way of singing and... uh... I wish I could say his way of playing the guitar because he was very good at it and I'm just a very regular guitar player. He was very sensitive with doing both things at the same time, which, which I've always admired, you know? Mm. Wow. And then his, his way of writing, well, it was not easy listening music. No? I don't think so. No? Like, he... you think so?
1: Well, for me, but I know I'm not representative for uh, the human race necessarily. But
2: I, I mean, okay, I mean, of course, it's not classical music or progressive rock. But it's not singer-songwriter music. I would say no, it's he, something in between.
1: Yeah, yeah, his own recipes. Yeah. Yeah, his own structures. Yeah, exactly. Mm.
2: But I think it's mostly his way of singing because I was I was mesmerized with it. Yeah. With his voice. made me feel... It's made me feel... He has made me feel so many things.
1: What thoughts do you have now for the foreseeable future? I mean, it's the early spring. Do you feel like this is the beginning of a new season or a new period in your life?
2: Sure. Sure. Yes. And again, I'm feeling very creative. Like I found... What I want to sing about and write about, and the things I want to do next. I finally found some clarity of mind and some eagerness, also, which I had missed. Mm-hmm. I felt so, so empty without it. And now it's back, and I love it. Yes. It's my track.
1: <laughs> what does it mean for you to be a musician?
0: I think
2: it's not a big deal like I just like music is in everybody's life I just made a decision to relate to it in a very specific way which a lot of people also do but it's not only that it's also when in my case when singing I get to a place that I cannot get, that I cannot get, I, I cannot reach in any other way so it's like yeah we're lucky as humans that we got that skill to be able to make to listen to to interact with music and with sounds in that way that's a cool skill to have
1: mm right now my computer is making music and the fan came on i don't know if the mic will pick up that thank you for being here
2: thank you for inviting me it's mm. super nice
1: <laughs> and where can people find you?
2: they can find me on instagram Guillem Duquet they can find me on my website w and Spotify it's the same name everywhere. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening, I'll include relevant links in the show notes so that you can listen to Guillaume's songs in their entirety and on repeat. Him and I also made a video recording of one of his songs and I'll link to that one as well. We actually recorded it in the haunted house. He lives sporadically in Sweden and Spain, so keep an eye on his activities and catch him if you can. If you want to support this podcast, you can give a money donation on my coffee page, uh, which is ko-fi.com slash The Musicians Journey Podcast. And as a thank you for your donation, you'll get a link to a snippet of today's conversation that wasn't included in the actual episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can find my email address in the show notes and on my website, regnilwesenberg.com.